host, Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Wow. Well, here we are. Here we are in the Conversations podcast. Did you know this is actually the fourth podcast I've launched? Fourth. And here's the truth, because we're all about the truth here. Um, There's no hiding away anymore. Uh, I have found it really hard to know how to start this new conversation. I have known absolutely, that there's a new conversation to be had because when I started my very first podcast, gosh, when was that? 2015, maybe? The Small Steps Living podcast, which you can go and and check out all of the old episodes um, underneath this one where we've renamed the Small Steps Living podcast and now it's the Conversations with Lisa um, because there's still a lot of good stuff there. But, you know, the person who started that podcast, completely different person to who is chatting with you right now. There's been a lot of stuff go down the last few years. And, you know, the more women that I talk to, the more people have felt this, especially 2019, as a bit of a shakedown year, you know, and I can just sense and I'm a part of this changing, I don't know if it's even like a changing consciousness that's going on as we're all recognizing that we're, we're stuck in, in repeating paradigms that the way that we do life isn't necessarily working, but not, not, not knowing how to kind of step beyond that. So anyway, I've been like, you know, how do I, what, how do I start this conversation? Literally, I could. There's so many things that that I want to share with you. There's so many things that will be shared. There's so many women um, and men that you're going to meet, and and the general theme is that this is all about stepping into personal power. This is all about uh, you becoming wholeheartedly you. And so I was in, I was on a six hour drive uh, with a friend who, you know, well, let's be honest, there has become a bit more of a friend this year. Uh, And, and we were, you know, we were talking about this, you know, the the podcast is starting and I'm literally sitting on it going, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. And we were listening to one of my favourite songs. I think we were listening. I think it might have been Fleetwood Mac that we were listening to. And he said, "Well, you could do you could do an episode on on every Fleetwood Mac song." And I was like, "No shit, that is a really good idea." And I don't even know if he was meaning it seriously, but I thought, right, great, that gives me something to grab onto. I'm going to start with my very, very favourite song. I'm going to name the podcast title that and we're going to talk about it. So that is what's going on right now. Uh, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. I mean, it's a great, great tune. And I'm pretty sure that I've named a podcast episode this, I think on the Keeping Business Real podcast (laughs) before. Stuff it. I'm doing it again. Because... 
you know, this song, those words, Go Your Own Way, have so many different meanings to me. But at the essence of it, I've always needed to be reminded that I can, that I can be honest with myself, that I can choose differently anytime I want, that there is a Lisa way, that it doesn't necessarily have to make sense to anybody else. It can just be my way. And in order to do that, I've got to be brave. And I think that there's so many there's so many reasons, you know, when I when I just chose three reasons that I'm going to share with you about why I reckon there's so many of us who are who are wanting to be a bit braver, who are wanting to go our own way, but we don't. There's actually so so many reasons why that doesn't happen. And I know even as I say the words go your own way, there's probably maybe a prickle of resistance that comes up in you. And and for me, I find I found it a, a liberating thing to think and sing, but a very different thing to live. And so I'm just going to chat with you today about three of the main reasons why I think we don't we don't step into who we are and and choose consciously the path that we we want to go down. So the first one is I think we have a massive problem trusting ourselves. When you sit with yourself, when you get those little nudges, when you hear yourself, that intuition part of you, the bit that, you know, that we should all be honouring and living from, do you actually believe yourself? Do you sit in trust with yourself? Or do you outsource that inner knowing to someone like a partner who might know better? Do you outsource it to old thought habits about who you are, what life is meant to look like, what success is meant to look like, you know, all of the ways in which you've been kind of domesticated by, you know, how you were brought up? Do you you literally outsource your inner knowing? I'm I, I did that all the time. It also happens with o- overthinking things. Like we get in our head about it. I'm sure, you know, you know that saying, I'm so in my head. Oh, I can't figure it out as though some things really, like the more we think about it, the closer we'll get to an answer. <laughs> I've really generally never found that to be true. I've always, you know, those nudges, those that knowing, it's always the thing that's the best guide and yet we don't trust ourselves when we're presented with a choice, when it's time to make a decision, we just overthink it. And there's so many reasons why that's not necessarily the best strategy to moving forward. Sure, we need to think about, you know, whether what we're going to do is going to, you know, cause someone else harm. You know, we wouldn't move forward without thinking. But it doesn't serve us to be in our heads all the time. I think as a collective of of women, especially, who have this extraordinary gift and, and sense that we're so out of touch with that. Most of us are just living our lives for 
you know, everybody else, making sure they're all okay. And, and we don't even stop to consider that what's right for us might also be right for the people around us, but we don't trust ourselves enough to go for it. I don't know if that is really resonating with you, but it's something that we're going to be talking about a lot on this podcast because what is the point <laughs> of being given all of the gifts that we've been given, all of our extraordinary sense and knowing and intuition, whatever you want to call it, and not actually using that, not trusting ourselves, the person who we have the deepest and most enduring relationship of our lives with. The second reason that I think we don't go our own way and we stick to repeating the same stuff or you know, we just kind of accept life is life and this is my lot and all of that junk, is that we don't sit in the space of recognising the incredible amount of choice that we have. And I know when I say this, it triggers people. I know because people write to me about it. <laughs> um, and I struggle with how to explain this in a way doesn't disrespect particular circumstances that you have in your life. Because, you know, I know what it feels like to feel lack of choice. And for a long time, I didn't see that I, I had much choice in my life. You know, especially when the kids were really little, I'm like, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Like, I've got a little baby, of course. They need to be fed and require me all the time and and life is crazy and there's no time for me. That's not – I don't have a choice about that, but uh, hang on a minute. I know lots of people who – you know, my dad's cousin, she's a plastic surgeon and I know she got a nanny from a very young age, I think eight weeks old, her six or eight weeks old her babies were. She went back to work. Felt really good to her. Of course I have choice. You know, we've got more choice and the way that I always tell people in my Ready for Change program, the example that I use to take it to the max is, you know, I could always, I don't have to raise my children. I could, you know, maybe someone else can do that. I could have always put my hand up and said, maybe could someone else take them, please? I can't do this, but I'm choosing my children. I'd literally choose them. And so if I'm choosing them, then how do I make the most of this extraordinary and fleeting time that they're young, even although it's hard. We sit in our stories of, um, well, you know, that this is the way it is and, and I don't have a choice when, when so often we do and, and we don't consciously recognise that day in, day out, the food that we eat, the clothes that we dress in, um, it's all a choice even although we might not feel like we have the money to buy the things that we want to buy, we're, we're consciously choosing where to put our resources. Not right or wrong, it's just choices that we're making. And, and so not to disregard and say that um, people who have, um, you know, I guess the thing that I want to say is I know I sit in an extraordinary space of privilege. 
you know, who I am, like where I was born, middle class, suburbia, two parents who loved me, white, Australian. I mean, the list of privilege goes on and on and on and on. And and I never want it to seem like I think everyone's got choice and we can exercise it all at any moment, but in the micro moments of our day and all the reasons why we don't feel like we can change where it is that we are in life or what we have in life or our level of happiness in life, I think, I know, we have more choice than we realise. And if we only just acknowledge that choice in whatever area matters to you, not in all, you know, some of us have big responsibilities towards other humans uh, that, you know, you you choose because you just genu- genuinely want to. Maybe you have in your life and you, you wouldn't choose if you, could, if you didn't want to, but you're doing it. And it's all, it's all okay. It's all okay to have aspects of our life that we feel obligated towards and we don't feel like we've got much choice in. But if that is the predominant feeling in that pervades our whole life, we're missing out on all of these little micro moments that we can choose. You know, and we're going to explore a lot more about this because you can hear me going around and around in circles, trying to explain this in a way that doesn't offend (laughs) because that's, you know, part of, you know, being Lisa never wants to do that, but also kind of just gently waking us up as I have been woken up. You know, I would say an example of not thinking that I had a choice was not even contemplating the idea that my my marriage would evolve into you know the relationship changing form it didn't even didn't even sit in my consciousness as as a choice in fact it was probably the thing that scared me most in the world was that that my marriage wouldn't wouldn't last for a lifetime and and so I didn't think I had a choice and so I had no power for a really long time because of course we can choose. Of course, things feel scary and weird and uncomfortable, so deeply uncomfortable, sad, all sorts of things. And yet, if we don't realize that we've got a choice, then we're just not actually sitting in our personal power to determine our own life, to go our own way. So there's that. The last thing, the last, well, you know, as I said before, there's so many reasons why we don't step in and and really move forward in a in a positive way in our own lives. Really take the reins, you know, instead of being passengers in our own lives. That's really what going your own way is about for me. It's like feeling like I've got the reins, like I'm driving this damn ship, is that we let fear drive. And <laughs> and fear is so huge and it paralyzes us and we often don't recognize that we are bigger than the fear and the fear is there it's like it's biological it's psycho like it's um, we're always going to be 
afraid of something. It's built into the human experience. And yet we kind of let it shrink us. We let it paralyze us. We honor it instead of stepping bravely forward. And this stuff's been written about a lot. Like I'm not the first person saying this. I've just experienced it in my own life. And I can see it. And I I mean, we I help people through it in Ready for Change, being able to spot their stories and that so much revolve around fear. And we're, we're scared of all sorts of different things. And a lot of the time it's really insidious and we don't know that it's fear. We just accept this state of, of being afraid and not moving forward because it's so much more comfortable in that sweet, sweet comfort zone. And yet, <laughs> if we want to grow, and so many of us do, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. You're probably, you know, the Small Steps community, the Ready for Change community, the entrepreneurial community, all the women that I speak to, they're all on the path. Of, of change and, and growth and the status quo just not feeling okay anymore in, in whatever area of life. And then what happens is we tell ourselves all these stories, even although we know we want the change. We know we're ready. We're ready to grow. We're ready to do things differently. Then fear comes along and is like, uh, 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 let's just stay right where we are because we know this. We know what's, you know, sort of better the devil you know. Like if we step into this, if we really step into this, oh, well, what the fuck's going to happen? Like will this, like, you know, are we safe? Is everything going to be okay? Oh, God, I would just prefer, let's just keep doing it this way because, um, I mean, I, I'm just so unsure. I can't know. I'll be too vulnerable. What if this? What if that? Like our... And fear has a really good place. Like, you know, we we all need it. We all need to be hyper-conscious of our children in pools or things like that, you know, teaching safety at a like 101 kind of level, crossing the road, touching a stovetop. But, but what's happened is that we've, we get scared of things that don't actually cause us harm. They just take us outside our comfort zone. And outside our comfort zone is where we grow. I mean, everything inside the comfort zone is comfortable and easy and normal, right? So we have to get cool with this feeling of uncomfortable and feeling a little bit shaken and stirred and unsure and scared. And if we let the fear win, if we let the fear drive, then we're just going to turn that car around and go right back to where we were. We don't go our own way. We don't jump off the highway exit because we like the look of what we see down that little street. We just keep going. Just keep going the highway that everyone else is going to. And I feel that there's so many more of us wanting to step off the damn highway. We want to kind of put the indicator on and start to go our own way. And in order to do that, we have to get comfortable we have to basically put fear in its spot. And something I always share, it's like my favorite, my favorite description of, 
of Fear was by Elizabeth Gilbert, who was talking about how fear is always going to be in the car. She wrote this in Big Magic. And, and you know, we know the feeling when fear is driving because we're not going very far or we're going around in circles or we're back where we started when, in fact, we're kind of ready to put the accelerator on. And so it's acknowledging that fear is always going to be there, tapping us on the shoulder, wanting us to turn around, saying, hey, yay, 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 yay. We don't know what's down here. It might get dark and we might not be able to find petrol or something. And you keep driving going, I know this is going to be okay. I feel scared. I know you're here, fear, telling me this is new, this is different, but you know what? I'm going to drive anyway. I'm going to choose to go my own way. Because what the heck? (laughs) What the heck is this life? Just staying safe and comfortable. Look, that might be fine for a lot of people, but For the people who want growth, the people who know that, you know, that they're stuck kind of repeating habits, that that more is possible and they need to be able to tap into that, we got to change our relationship with fear. We got to recognize it and honor it for doing its job. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm just going to do it anyway. If we don't (laughs) give ourselves permission to experiment with our lives, to be messy and awkward and get it wrong and learn the lessons, then what what are we here for? I don't want to live a safe life all the time. I have experienced things that Make me see the worst possible outcome that you can imagine can happen and you can still be okay. (laughs) And so what is there truly to be afraid of in your life? Really? What is the worst thing that can happen? And would you still be okay? My guess is probably. Do you give yourself full permission to go your own way? Do you trust yourself enough to honour your intuition and inner knowing? Do you sit in a space of recognising that you might have more choice or choice in areas of your life where you actually feel like you don't? Step into your power. See how much you're choosing. Even, you know, not making decisions is choosing to not make a decision. And are you letting fear drive? Which of those resonates for you? Which of those is holding you back from going your own way? Do you need to cultivate a relationship with yourself? Do you need to do ready for change and bust through all of the stories so that you actually know when you're telling yourself bullshit and when it's your inner knowing? Because I do think that that's a problem so many of us have. We think we know ourselves. We really do. I did. I thought I knew myself. Yeah. This is who Lisa is. No, it's not. That's the story of who Lisa is. Oh, you guys, we're going to go to some fun places on this podcast. And I hope you'll you'll stick with me. And I hope that this particular episode 
gives you some signposts towards where you might need to focus a little bit of attention. Is it on cultivating that relationship with yourself, that trusting relationship with yourself? Is it looking for where you're in victimhood and not realizing you actually have a choice? Or is it looking at where fear is putting the brakes on? And you might need to tell fear to jump in the back seat for a while so you can have a crack at it. You can start going your own way. I believe in you. I believe in all of us as a collective. And these conversations are designed, they're all designed to help you step more and more and more into your incredible self, into your personal power that the world needs you in. You know, you deserve to be in. So until the next episode, you guys, what just happened is I got started. I moved through my fear. (laughs) I found a really easy way for me to just take some action. Oh, go your own way. I wonder what the next song title will be. I'll see you there. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 